Good afternoon and hope you're having an awesome Erev Shabbos. So heading into another Shabbos and weekend, first I just have to say time is flying. It literally feels like it was just Shabbos yesterday. Okay, as is our custom, we're going to share another idea from the weekly Torah portion, this week's Parsha being Parsha's Korach. If you're not familiar with the story, in short and without the various nuanced details, a man by the name of Korach, who happens to be Moshe and Aaron's cousin, can test Moshe and Aaron's leadership, suggesting that they took it for themselves. He riled up a group of others who joined the rebellion until God, seeing this completely wrong and self-serving pursuit of leadership, steps in and basically opens up the earth and swallows up the rabble-rousers. However, the story, while cool, doesn't stop there. All of the other 11 tribes apparently were swayed by Korach and continue to try and see if perhaps their tribe should be the ones to take the place of leadership of Levim and Kohanim. They sincerely wanted to take on those roles and thought perhaps they deserved it. Rather than ending this contest of leadership using the same or similar tactics as he used with Korach, in this case, Hashem told every tribe to bring forward a wooden staff and whichever staffs would sprout blossoms would confirm that its owners are the chosen tribe. So they did, and so it was, that only the staff from the tribe of Levi sprouted. End of story. But the question I once heard asked was, why if both Korach and the other tribes were contesting the leadership, did God choose two different, very different ways of showing who is truly the winner in the argument? In one situation, the entire rebellious crew is swallowed alive, and in the other, some staffs simply don't sprout, and they go home losers, but very much still alive and intact. Great question, right? So I heard a beautiful answer. See, sometimes in life, there are people who contest leadership or try to assume the role that others play, but their desire is motivated by destructive forces, such as the need for covet, honor, or jealousy of others. Those type of motivations are never legitimate and simply cannot be accepted or even tolerated. They must be shut down. However, other times in life, people contest others' leadership or opinions, but it comes from a sincere desire and a good place, the desire for everyone to win. So what do you do in that situation? Simple. Prove your worthiness rather than destroy your opponent. No need to swallow up those who contest. They have a right to their opinion and might even be motivated by the right goals. We just have to see who blossoms. I often find it upsetting, especially in our days, that in so many areas we're told that one person, company, or candidate is better than the other by showing us what's wrong with the other, by trying to destroy them, their reputation, or credibility through smear campaigns and belittling. But that is not really how we are meant to fight or prove ourselves. If we believe that we are right for the job, the role, the position, then we just have to work on making ourselves blossom. That is perhaps the message that God is teaching with this final story to the whole drama. You want to know who is meant to blossom and flourish? Simply see who blossoms and flourishes. Our Jewish sages teach that the way to really fight is with a shield, not a sword. What does that mean? It means exactly this idea. If a person wants to see which opinion is correct, who has the right idea, don't spend your time attempting to win by attacking the other. Just protect your opinion and viewpoint and show why it is clearly correct. What a beautiful idea for all of us. Stop attacking. Start blossoming. And on that note, wishing you a wonderful Shabbos. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.